Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Badley. In this episode, which is called Everything is Going Perfectly, Joshua explains exactly how everything is going perfectly, how everything always is working out for you and nothing is ever happening to you. You can't always see it, and why not? Because you're taking the human perspective. But from the non-physical perspective of you, the one who designed this life, everything is going perfectly according to that design. Now, if you can raise your vibration, raise your perspective of yourself and see that, well, then you can work with the flow of how this life is actually happening, and then everything gets easier, everything starts to work out perfectly, everything starts to manifest, everything you think you want comes in line with what you truly want, and you start just acting on inspiration and being neutral in the moment and going forward from that perspective. Once you align your human perspective with your non-physical you perspective, then then you will see how everything works out. So I think you'll get a lot out of this uh, call today, and there was so many great questions in there. It should be a lot of fun. Before we begin, we have a business and professional mastermind course starting in uh, second week of August. This is a course uh, just for people who have their own business or people are, are in a professional career, and we're going to work together to help each other use what we know in the Joshua teachings with the careers that we have so that we can become highly effective in what we do and we can become totally unique in that business or profession. It's something I'm really excited about. We have, it's going to be a pretty small group of maybe 20, 25 people. We have it about half filled right now. Once we get to that level, it'll be closed forever. There's a special discount for the first people going through that. So give me a email or send me an email to GaryBodley at gmail.com, and I'll send you all the information and see if it's right for you. Uh, also, remember to like and subscribe. That really helps. Leave a review. It's the best thing you can do. Um, share it with your friends. Share it on Facebook, all that stuff. And if you haven't gotten the audiobook of A Perception of Reality, visit the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Click on books, and you can download that yourself. And also, there's free meditations on the website. So thanks for being here, and enjoy the show. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Welcome. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. We'd like to start off by saying that everything is going perfectly, that everything in your life is working out for your benefit. Everything is coming together. Everything is happening for you and nothing's happening to you. Everything that you could possibly want is on its way to you. But you must think of it from the terms of the non-physical you. The you that existed in the non-physical planned out this life, planned out what you were here to explore, what you were here to do, that you were here to understand more about who you are, and that you would come to this level of understanding that's never been attained before by you in any previous incarnation. So those intentions you set prior to your birth to express your love, to experience true abundance and freedom, to expand in joy and to discover who you truly are, are the hallmarks of this life that you're living now. And so everything is set up for those things to come into your physical reality just as you intended prior to your birth. If you go with the flow of the life that you're living, if you see it as perfect, if you see yourself from the higher perspective, if you understand what's really happening in physical reality, if you understand why you're actually here for this journey of self-discovery, and if you understand that everyone else is on their journey of self-discovery exactly as they intended prior to their birth as well, and that you had these pre-birth agreements to come together and to form these families and friendships and groups and to go off on this adventure starting new things and trying new things and having interests and passions and curiosities about different aspects of physical reality and that you are unique you've uh, always been unique there's never anyone who's been anything like you this is proof of your worthiness and what you determine is good for you is good for you you don't need to listen to anyone else you don't need to take advice from anyone else you don't need to be anything other than who you are and the more you become authentic the more those interests and passions will make sense to you. Why are you good at this thing? Why are you interested in that thing? Why do you have to fight against what is happening? What are you learning when you do fight against it? And what are you learning when you go with the flow of it? What are you learning when you receive inspiration and then you act on that inspiration and then you have this experience that's expansive? How have you grown from that? Well, all of this is about understanding that you do not need to be anything different than you are, that you do not have to change anyone's opinion of you, that you do not have to acquiesce to their demands, that you do not have to believe something just because it's convenient or other people believe it or that you'll belong to a group if you do believe it or don't believe it. You don't have to do anything other than be who you are. Now, if you can boil that down to the essence of who you are, who is that? Well, that is an explorer 
based in love here on this journey to discover more about who you truly are and also about who you're truly not. So you have these experiences when you are in resistance and you are fighting against and you are wishing things to be different and that clearly demonstrates who you are not. It demonstrates the aspect of you that's thinking of themselves as a victim in a malevolent environment trying to protect themselves from some negative emotion. And in fact, it's that negative emotion that is your guidance system, and that's the very basic form of guidance, but you also have your guidance supporters and inner self that are there with you in every single moment. But your perception of that is somewhat limited when in fear. And in fact, when in intense fear, you perceive yourself to be an individual isolated all alone. Isn't that interesting how that's the perception of reality that you will take if you're in some kind of a stressful situation? Now, most of the situations that you find yourself in that are distressing to you are based in these limiting beliefs. The limiting beliefs are simply not true. They've been picked up along the way. They've been taught to you. You've garnered these beliefs based in your perception of, your, of reality of yourself as a victim, but they've never been true. What is true is that you are the creator of this reality. You are the creator, the experiencer of it, and the one who is witness to it. You're an observer of this reality as well. When you're in an intense situation and you wish things were different than they are, well, you're more the experiencer of it than the creator of it. Because your perception of yourself going through something that you think is bad or wrong is taking all of your attention. But if you can rise above that in the moment and you can also realize that you are the creator of this intense experience that you're having for some benefit that maybe you can't see right now, but there is a benefit to it. And if you look at it from that perspective, well, now you are the creator of it and you can observe yourself within any experience as well. So these three aspects of you combine to give you a reference point to every single thing that you think you want, every single thing that you think you should have, that you're missing, that you lack, that you wish was different, some ideal that you're attached to, some outcome you're attached to. All of this is going on all happening at the same time and you're perceiving yourself as who you think you are plus who you truly are in comparison at all moments well there's a lot going on there isn't there if you can rise above the fear in any situation well you'll see more of who you truly are more of this creator aspect of you if you are sinking deep into the consciousness of fear and you're having a hard time and you're wishing things were different and you're feeling negative emotion and you're trying to control the conditions or you're acting on urges to change yourself or someone else or the conditions themselves, well, then you're squarely in this perception of reality of yourself as a victim. There's nothing wrong with any of this because it's all expansive and it all births these desires. Now, these desires that are birthed out of frustration or anger or dissatisfaction, discontentment or suffering are what we call false desires. They lead you on this journey towards the manifestation of something you think you are lacking in your life. Well, this is expansive because you're taking action. You're pushing past fear. You're taking action to manifest these things you think you want. It's just that when they do manifest, if they do manifest, they won't be feeling the way you thought they would feel. They won't represent to you what you thought they would represent. On the other hand, if you recognize yourself as the creator of your reality and that you knew that where you are now, you exist in a limited perspective compared to the perspective of you who exists in the non-physical, and you simply allow the inspiration to flow from that non-physical inner self, knowing exactly why you're here, who you are, what you came for, what you're here to explore, knowing all of that. If you simply had blind faith and trusted that inspiration and push past the irrational fear to take some small action in the moment, always expanding in love, which will be moving you closer and closer and closer and closer to the discovery of who you truly are. And along the way, the side effect of this authentic life is everything you truly want. True abundance, true freedom, true understanding, true clarity, true joy, and the ability to easily express your love to all of your reality and all of your reality. You re must remember all of your reality, everyone you know, everything that you see, all of your reality, where you live, how you look at it, all of it, it is all you. And you get to play within the context of that for more discovery. You are an explorer. This is why you came. This reality is what you created. Enjoy this reality. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about 
Who would like to start? I Andrea. Oh, hi. Sorry. Um, I just, I just had to share. This morning has been an incredible morning for me. Um, I've had the biggest realization right across the board in all relationships. And it started with the, um, so I'm in the relationships with parents and friends. And it started with the first part of the writing this morning to time to rethink all relationships in my life, that everyone is a teacher. I start. I just started writing as I was reading paragraphs. I was just starting to write what was coming to me. And through it all, I had the most incredible aha uh-huh about my parents and other people in my life and how I've had this experience like people are needy, especially certain people like my parents need me to be the kind of daughter I need to be. And certain my ex-husband needs to me to be a moral, you know, ex-wife. And and I would always make them wrong for it because it felt like they were imposing something on me. And what I got today was looking around my life, the people who like to spend time with me and not being egotistical, but I got that people want to be with me and they're showing me how worthy I am. And I saw it as they're needing me for things and I need to keep them away. And so all of a sudden, I felt like I literally did this whole 180 or 360 or whatever and came back as a different person and I was doing the writings about you know do your parents judge you and and are you not perfect and all these things and I my parents are incredible like I can see who they really are and I'm so grateful I am so grateful to Joshua to this community for this moment for me And I know I'm a big baby sometimes, but honestly, this is just like one of the biggest breakthroughs I've ever had around relationships for me is to see how worthy I am and actually really, really get it. And it's spilling everywhere. I have been in a relationship with a married man for 10 years, unable to to break apart from that, thinking that I'm changing conditions. And this morning, it all just fell away. And I just got so much love for him, but I can just let him go. And it's the first time I've ever felt like this. So thank you so much. I just had to share that. And we will say, was the worthiness always there? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. It's always been there. I was just blind to it. And how did you see it? How did you come out of the blindness to see the light? Um, oh, my goodness. Um, ironically, it was out of the relationship with this guy. Because there were things about him I judged and I was like, okay, am I trying to change conditions to um, like get him out of my life? Is that changing conditions? And then I realized, wait a second, there's something else here. What if you're, what if you're moving to something new and it's not changing conditions? You're actually choosing you. And this has been like kind of unfolding this week is like this this changing of the where how I look outside of me versus how about choose you, how important you are. And so this morning, it was just more and more of it was coming. It's like, well, I'm worthy. Like, you know, a caterpillar isn't any better than a, or any worse than a butterfly. It's like a change of form. And I feel like I'm changing form like right before my very eyes. A metamorphosis. Yeah, it really feels like that. And it is a metamorphosis of beliefs. Yes. And perspective and a perception of reality. Yeah. So you had one perception of reality where fundamentally you found yourself to be flawed and unworthy of the relationships you desired. In order for this version of you, this perspective, 
to get what she wanted, the other people had to change. But the only thing that had to happen was you to realize your own worthiness, to choose a perception of reality that you weren't the victim, that you were the creator. And why would you create all these relationships? So you come to this metamorphosis, this understanding. Now, is any other feeling in the world better than the feeling you had today? No. And so if your entire life was set up just for that one awakening moment, wouldn't it have been all worth it? Yes. And now you can see how everyone played their part perfectly in the awakening of Andrea. Yeah. Like, honestly, I feel like I picked an entire world of people around me to want to be like my neighbors. They're in their 80s and they love and I never reach out to them. They reach out to me all the time. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, like even they are planted by me to show me that I'm worthy of others love and and that I'm I am love. Like I really I'm just oh, my God, I'm reeling. I'm literally reeling from this <laughs> and expand that even further. Everyone you've ever met, everyone oh, yeah. you have ever known, everyone has been coming to this point in time for this one moment. That's it. That's yeah. the whole thing. And even you just work. couldn't see it. Oh, even at work, I had a mid-year review that I stressed over, had this two-hour conversation with my two managers, and they both were like, you are such a contribution to this team. How you view life is such a contribution. Don't put yourself down. Like I always compare myself to my colleague because she's has this photographic memory and, she, and they're like, you got to stop doing that. And I get now I can actually hear it from such an empowering place. But at the time it was like, yeah, they're just saying that. Oh. And you have to realize that somewhere in your vibration, somewhere in there was the intention for you to go on this journey to have all these experiences, to adopt all these limiting beliefs, to see yourself as unworthy, to see yourself as imperfect, to strive for more, to live in duality, to perceive that you could improve or be better, that you were flawed or imperfect in some way, and to solve the problem of your imperfection, you acted on enough inspiration to find this information, to engage in the work, to do what was required of you, not from our perspective, but from your inner self's perspective. You push past enough fear, you did the work, and this is the result. This is the outcome that you couldn't have possibly imagined. Yeah. I thought it was going to be hard. I like, I was just afraid of like too much work and, and, and I couldn't get it. And oh my God, it was like, wow. And the other thing that I get is how incredibly how incredibly perfect everybody's journey is and that i don't need to help them because it didn't matter how many people all around me were telling me this i couldn't hear it i had to come to it i had to go the ride i had you to had it. to do it yourself i did i had to do it oh it makes it so much easier to be with people and if this, i don't have to fix them if this perception in the area of relationships is so clear now and you arrived to this level you can arrive to any level in any area of your life yeah oh yeah holy smokes Excellent. yeah thank you who's next okay i'll go uh this it's it's 11 a.m here in los angeles last night i uh i booked a tv show which i haven't for a really long time i'm an actor and i a guy asked me to be his girlfriend which no one has done in a long time and this morning before 11 a.m i saw two car major car accidents where i had to call 911 for one and the other one i had to help the husband while he called 911 and write down the license plate. It was just a very, it's very early for a lot. Uh, I mean, I mean, two car accidents in one day. I don't know, I guess I, I just wanted to ask you about having kind of a morning like that where you sort of, 
you like I feel like I'm seeing traumatic thing. Oh, also I'm moving today, technically. Yeah, just to like when that happens, but I still feel extraordinarily calm. Just curious what you have to say about it, I guess. Well, we would say that most people live a fairly limited experience of life and there's not a lot going on and there's not a lot of difference between one day and the next and they're living in a routine and they're perceiving that this is just normal or this is just how life is or that this is not the life for them to have the life of, of experiences and adventures and all these things. And so they, they tend to settle because their perception of reality is based in victimhood and they perceive that outside conditions mean something and that their emotions are triggered by those outside conditions. And so one day rolls into the next, and to them it seems very similar, not too much going on. But what's actually happening is there's uncountable, infinite changes and experiences happening in every moment. Now, you'll tend to pay attention to the big ones. You'll say, that experience was good, and that experience was amazing, and that experience was terrible, and that, that was a tragedy over here. But all of the experiences are simply there to move you depending on where your mental construct is. And so if you have a mental construct where you just don't want change, that you want things to be as stable as possible because you're in a lot of fear and new experiences would bring up the possibility of negative emotions, so you try to avoid any new experience and you live this very simple, calm, well, not so calm, up and down life, but not much is happening. But when you realize that you're the creator of this reality and that every experience is neutral, there's no good or bad, and that you get to choose how you perceive the experience any way you want, and then as you choose the way you'd like to have that experience or, or how you react or respond to any experience based in either duality, fear consciousness, react to it as if it's wrong or bad, try to control it, well, you're gonna feel negative emotion. That's all fear. But if you have an experience where you just happen to be at the place where there's a car accident and you are not seeing it as wrong or bad as a tragedy, you're seeing it as more neutral, you'll notice that you're calm. And you'll notice that in this state of calmness, you're able to think rationally, you're to receive inspiration mm -hmm. and to be of service. Well, if your intention is to discover who you are and once you've discovered who you are, be of service, well, wouldn't it make sense that being of service would be maintaining this neutral state of calm and ease? Because in this neutral state of calm and ease, you're directly attached to your source consciousness, to all that inspiration, and you move in flow with that inspiration, with that love consciousness, doing what you're inspired to do, serving however you're inspired to serve, and feeling the grand satisfaction of that. There is nothing more satisfying than living a life of service based in who you truly are, your passions and talents and attributes and all that, working together to move you easily through a highly experiential life or intensely experiential life. Now, if you were a person living in fear and this accident happened over there, you'd think, oh my God, that's so terrible. Not for the people who are in the accident, but that it could possibly happen to you or someone you love and that you would experience the loss of that and therefore the negative emotion and therefore you're in fear. And all you want to do is control that condition and control those people who are driving terribly and control the state of the traffic on the roads and, and the condition of the roads and all these things beyond your control. You're living out of balance or out of alignment with who you truly are. And so you're perceiving that these things you call negative are negatively affecting you and causing you negative emotion. This is how most of the population lives. And so for them to live a highly experiential life, a life with lots of things happening and lots of experiences, it would be too much for them. They couldn't handle it because they're not in control of how they are perceiving their reality. But once you move into a life where you're able to at least recognize that possibly you're the creator of your reality, and that you came here for an expansive experience, and the more expansion, the better, and especially if you're gonna expand in love, and you start to choose how you respond to every single experience, enjoy, 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 well, then you're gonna get more experiences because you can handle it, you want it, you want more experiences. This is an interesting thing because as you have more experiences, your perception of time completely changes.
You see, someone living in fear, maybe they have a few good experiences, a few bad experiences over a course of a year, but someone living in love could have that same amount of experiences in a day or in a morning. Why not? If they're not being moved up and down by their emotions because they can't choose their perception of reality, well, that's too much for them. But for those who can choose their perception of reality, see themselves as a creator, they want more creation, more experience, more manifestations, more, 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 more new stuff. The more new there is. And all of this fits into a very small period of time. You will all start to notice that. As you go forward, perceiving yourself in the higher perspective of the creator, seeking the expansion that's available to you in every experience, plus the information that comes from those experiences, well then, why wouldn't you want more of that? Of course you would, and so more of that will come. And you'll find yourself acting on more inspiration, saying yes to more offers, and having more opportunities available to you, and having the choice to take the opportunity, or to take the action, or take the invitation. All choices become available to you now, so your range of freedom widens from this narrow band that most people are living in in fear to this band of limitless potential. It also opens up the limitless potential of inspiration, inspired ideas, thoughts, interests, passions, empathic abilities, all these things that come online when you choose a perception of reality that's more aligned with the truth. If you're living in fear, it's not going to help you to have empathic abilities. You're not going to use them. You're not going to know what they are. You're going to be in fear of them. You're going to shut them off. And so most of the population shuts off their empathic abilities. Those of you who are rising to a new level of vibration by seeing yourself from a higher perspective are opening this range of possibilities and therefore your empathic abilities become purposeful, useful, helpful. They're not helpful if you're living in fear, but when you're living in love, they're very beneficial. And so you'll start receiving inspiration, intuition, direct communication, thoughts, telepathy, visions of the future, all kinds of things that are beneficial and not scary to the one who realizes they're the creator of the reality. So the more you raise your vibration, see yourself from the high perspective, the more experiences will come to you. The more opportunities will come to you. The more you'll say yes to things. The more you will be courageous in the moving into these new dimensions based in love, even though you'll have to push past your fear. Most humans are not willing to push past their fear. They're not willing to look at their limiting beliefs. They're not willing to change their perception of themselves as victims. They don't want to believe that they're the creators of the reality because they would say, I would not create this reality because they're in opposition to that reality. They want the people to treat them differently. They want the people to change rather than they change their perception of reality or their beliefs or their mental construct. From our perspective, what you've gone through just this morning would be an average morning. Why not? Why not? Now, you say, well, why does it always have to be car crashes? Two car crashes? Well, think of how you feel about yourself when you are in a calm state of alignment during what other people would perceive as a tragedy. That's a beneficial, empowering experience. You say, if I can handle that, I can handle anything. So it yeah. had to have happened for you, just like everything else. Thank you. Excellent. <laughs> Who's next? Joshua. I have a question. Um, my daughter, Ruby, is going to be 24 next week, and um, she's been having some anxiety. I don't know where she got that from, but <laughs> um, anyway, she chose it. I chose it. I know. Um, but she's had trouble with sleep mostly and she recently got off her she was taking zoloft and so she hadn't been having trouble with sleep for a while but now she's having some trouble again so i'm trying to help her so to speak by um and i have you know exposed her to your teachings all these three years that i've been following your teachings and um so i've been just trying to teach her a sort of non-duality and you know if you sleep fine if you don't sleep fine just more ease and so I think I've been trying to teach her like to when she goes to bed to go with an easy intention like if if I do fall asleep like I said it'll be fine whatever but um that just going into sleep with ease would be like a preparation and what what else can I do to help her what's your definition of good sleep 
Well, I think, well, my definition is probably like eight hours just because that's what society tells us. But that was one thing I did tell her today. I think you have too many rules about sleep that if you don't get eight hours, you're not going to feel good. Yeah. So if your definition of good sleep is sleeping eight hours and you get anything more or less than eight hours, you're going to judge that as bad sleep. So why don't you change your definition of good sleep? Why don't you say, as long as I'm energetic in the morning and I'm awake and I can do what I need to do and I'm clear-headed, it doesn't matter if I sleep an hour or eight hours or 10 hours or 12 hours. It doesn't matter. As long as I have the energy. Would you have the energy if you just slept five hours? Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, that's also your definition. If you say, yeah. I only have energy if I sleep eight, eight hours, then anytime you sleep less or more than eight hours, you're, just, you're going to tell yourself that you don't have the energy. And this is going to be this dualistic way of looking at the reality, that you're setting up these definitions to fail, that you cannot win with those definitions. Now, those definitions are all false because in this reality, every human being is completely unique. So to say that humans need eight hours of sleep is to say that humans are all the same. Well, some need more, some need less. It depends on who the person is, what their exploration is, if they're living in fear, if they're living in resistance, if they're living at a lower vibration or a higher vibration, what their exploration is and what their intentions were when they came in. What happens if you're so busy during the day that you don't have time to think or communicate with your inner self? When are you gonna have that chance to communicate? What if that is your intention? If your intention is to come to this place where you build a strong connection to your inner self and you start to receive direct guidance from your inner self while contemplating anything. If you're off doing things and busy, when else would your inner self have time to break through of this constant noise in the background to communicate? Wouldn't the middle of the night be the perfect time? Mm -hmm. And so as long as you're going with the flow of what is actually happening and calling that by definition good, because it is good, then you're setting yourself for this perception of a reality that relates to what is happening as right and good. You're getting out of this duality and into neutrality. Everything is always working out for me. If I sleep eight hours last night, then that was for my benefit last night. If I sleep three hours last night and I had this chance to think or build some communication with my inner self, and I still wake up with enough energy to do whatever I need to do today, then that's the perfect amount of sleep. This idea of sleep, that it somehow rests your body or recharges you, is not necessarily true. It's a connection to the non-physical, to your inner self, and a time that you can release resistance. Well, you can release resistance during meditation. You can release resistance if you're not all stressed out about your life and if you're looking at your life from the higher perspective, you're not gaining the same amount of resistance. And so those of you who are raising your vibration, whether it's through this work or through anything else, you're gonna require less and less and less sleep because you're in less and less resistance. And someone who identifies themselves as the creator, knows who they are, has this awakening moment, realizes that they're on this journey that they've chosen, and existing in a very high vibration will need almost no sleep. One who has stepped into this new idea of who they are, and now they're thinking about how they feel over anything else, they're not gonna be in resistance. They're not gonna be upset at that job that they have, or the spouse that they have, or where they live, or what they do, or their bank account. It's not gonna phase them at all. And when all that stuff is out of the way, it is, becomes a non-issue, they're not in resistance to any of it, then those things that, that are truly important to the person will come to the forefront. They might exercise more, eat better, take care of themselves, build strong relationships, follow their passions more, care about work less, care about money less, care about things less. They may get into this place of calmness more often and to them, communication with their inner self becomes more important or more interesting. And so they may spend an hour a day by themselves in meditation, communicating with their inner self. And they may end up sleeping six hours straight through. 
Or if they still want to be busy and still want to do all these different things and still think that they have to take care of business and do the chores and do all the stuff that life brings at them, well, they can wake up at 3.30 in the morning, have a nice hour conversation, fall back asleep, and wake up whenever. But what if you want to say to yourself, I have to be up at 6 o'clock. So I have to set that alarm, and then the second that alarm sounds, I'm up out of bed and on my way and doing the same thing I do every single day into the shower, brush the teeth, make the breakfast, take the commute, go to that office, sit in that cubicle, type on that computer, come home, go to the grocery store, shop around, wait in line, go through the thing, make dinner, have a glass of wine, sit on the couch, get to sleep at 10 o'clock, not 10.15. Oh my, what if the show runs late? Oh, I don't know what we're gonna do. Oh, it's an interesting show. All right, we'll just go 10.15. Oh, now I'm late because I have to wake up at six. You see how you put yourself in these positions based in this unrealistic or in, inaccurate perception of reality. But what if you change that perception of reality? What if you said, the only thing I'm here to do is explore. The only thing I'm here to do is have experience. I'm totally taking care of it in every moment. I have everything I need in every moment to explore whatever I'm choosing to explore. I have all the time I need. I have all the freedom I need. I can make any choice in any moment. Everything else is a self-imposed limitation based on my inaccurate perception of reality. If I change that perception of reality, then everything that actually is, is perfect. And everything will always work out. Therefore, I never have to control any of it. I don't have to control when I wake up. Why? Because if I'm going to explore something that next day, I'll wake up when I need to wake up. And I'll get exactly the amount of sleep I need to get to explore what I'm choosing to explore that next day. Why? Because that's the basis of the system of reality. You receive everything you need to do whatever you need to do to explore whatever you're choosing to explore at the time you need it. So we would say, let go of all control. Just let it go. Let go of all needing to be different than you are. Just let it go. Let go of the need for anyone else to validate who you are. Let it go. All that stuff is superfluous. It's nonsense. It doesn't matter. And you're not abiding by the reality as it is. You're abiding by a false reality you've created in your mind based on a limited perspective of who you are. Now, will you get this overnight? No. But what if you could let go of a little control? All right. I'm going to go to sleep tonight. And I know as I will get as much sleep as I need. And if I need to spend some time communicating my inner self, then my inner self's gonna wake me up and we'll have that conversation. And if not, then I'll sleep through the whole night. Doesn't matter. And I'll wake up whenever I need to wake up. And I'll do whatever I choose to do tomorrow. There's nothing set in stone. I don't have to be different than anything. I am the creator of my reality and I will create what I wanna to create tomorrow. And things will happen that are attracted to my vibration and I get to observe what those things are and experience those things. And then I get to choose how I respond to those events that are occurring in my reality. I can choose to see it as a victim and be in fear of it and try to control and change it if I want. Or I can choose to see that I created this event. Oh, how interesting that came. Okay, what's in this for me? How is this event for me? Okay, I don't know now, but maybe I can imagine how it's for me. I will always look at every event as if it's for me because I am the creator of my reality. What happens between those two different opinions or perceptions of reality? One is calm and easy and going with the flow and joyful and fun and satisfying. The other is fearful, in resistance. And this will lead to more manifestation events to point out this resistance. If you're not in resistance, there's not gonna be a lot of manifestation events. If you're in resistance, there's gonna be enough of them to point you to a new direction. If you go with the flow of them, if you see the benefit of them, if you see them from a higher perspective, if you challenge your own limiting beliefs. If not, then you'll take a drug to, to try and change it, to try and control it. Or you'll take some action to try and control it. And they'll just get stronger and stronger and stronger until you wake up to the fact that there's far more going on in this reality, there's far more to who you are, and there's a reason you're here. Just one little 
extra question I have. Um, as far as it, when she's in the middle of that high anxiety, which is then she can't, her heart starts racing and everything. I just told her to just try to think of, you know, comfort herself and just think of the next best feeling thing and just know that this will pass. Is there anything else you could say that would help her with that little crisis moment? Well, the crisis moment comes from perceiving reality as it is not. Without much ability to manage the thoughts that are being attracted. All right, let's take a look at that. Let's just say that you're on a sunny afternoon on a hillside. There's clouds in the sky, little white puffy clouds. It's a beautiful day. The weather's perfect. You're laying in the grass. You've got a picnic basket on one side and the person you love most in life on the other side, and you're just laying there looking at the sky. What are the thoughts that are coming to you? They're going to be resonant with how you're feeling in that moment. Nice, fun, lovely thoughts. You don't need to push away those thoughts or change the thoughts. You can enjoy those thoughts. Now imagine that you're in some turmoil, in anxiety, in fear consciousness. Think of the thoughts that are coming to you then. So those thoughts are resistant thoughts. And the emotion is showing you that you're in resistance to the thoughts that are being attracted to you from this vibrational state of being that you're in, which you call anxiety. Well, the anxiety really is the emotion of the vibration that's being exhibited. So underlying that emotion or vibration of anxiety is a sense of victimhood, of fear, of lack of control, of lack of security, of not knowing how it's all going to work out, of sense of unworthiness and flawed perception of reality, flawed perception of self. If you knew who you were, you would know that you are God, you are love, that you are this magnificent creator, this limitless eternal being. There'd be no anxiety. You know who you are. No reason to. There's nothing to fear. Those who are experiencing anxiety or, or suffering or discontentment or or whatever you want to call it, have one thing in common, a perception of themselves as imperfect, flawed, and so removed from who they truly are that they're going to have to get these, this intense, what they call negative emotion. They're going to have to get that until they come to a place where it says, I can't stand this feeling, I've got to do something, which many of you had these same feelings, and so you said, I'm looking for new answers. I want new answers. And then you were inspired to read a book, watch a video, listen to a podcast, find a friend, talk about what's actually happening in physical reality. Is your daughter emotionally sensitive? Yes, very. So you know that she chose that so that she would come along this journey. What else did she choose? She chose a mother who would help guide her to this information. And you have, but because of her perception of herself as unworthy, imperfect, she can't believe that there's any other way to perceive anything. She will in the future, but she has to have enough experiences of unworthiness before she'll allow herself to go along some trail that she doesn't think is gonna lead anywhere, That. She doesn't think she can do the work, that she doesn't think that mom knows what she's talking about. And then she'll find the answer. Then she'll have her aha moment. And all of that anxiety and all of that suffering and all of that bad sleep and all of that insecurity and unworthiness will be worth it because she'll have this moment of awakening. And once she has the moment of awakening, she is set free. Thank you so much. That's really helpful. Excellent. Who's Joshua? Yes. I really want to go. It's Jojo. Um, first of all, I want to say thanks to Kim and the others for the questions because like your answers are so resonating with me today. Joshua, what I wanted to ask, and I might have asked before, um, I got into a conversation with my boyfriend yesterday about like crystals. I asked him if he knew what obsidian was. So Throughout this journey, Gary knows I've been playing small, so to speak, and not, I've been afraid or ashamed to let him know who I truly am. 
like with all these teachings, all of it. And we literally like broke up. He broke up with me. And then I pretty much begged him to stay with me. And then at that point I realized I got nothing to lose. So why not just be me? So I'm starting to slowly reveal bits and parts of what channeling is, crystals. So to my question now, I mentioned a, like a crystal obsidian and um, he said he knew what it was, but doesn't believe in it. Doesn't believe that they have any healing properties. And it just made me have a strong desire to come on the call today and talk about it, have a discussion about it. So I know those placebo effects and I know that we have permission slips and he's walking in. How perfect. He's walking in as I'm asking this question. So I know that we have permission slips that we can use, like Bashar talks about that, for things that we want to believe in. Um, I wanted to see if we can have a discussion about like, is there any scientific proof to healing qualities of crystals or not, or if it's even necessary. And I get that we don't want to convince anybody or sell anyone. I know that people will resonate with certain things because you talked about that, I think, last session about people will be drawn to particular healers. Can we have a discussion about that? And I hope you'll take the time even if we run over. You have a mental construct. There's a difference between the mental construct that you have and the mental construct that you have in the non-physical. What's the difference? If you knew what you knew in the non-physical, you'd have no real experience in the physical because you know the physical isn't real. It's just you're interpreting vibrations through your physical senses so that you can have a relationship or, or relate to any event and have context within that event to move you to higher levels of expansion and self-discovery. That's it. So do you want a different mental construct than you have? That's up to you. Now, if you have a mental construct that's based in fear, you're going to have a very rigid perception of reality. Reality works like this. You have to be this way. You have to treat people that way. You have to protect yourself from this. You have to worry about that. You have to make sure you're responsible and all these things. That is perfectly fine. That is a rigid mental construct and you have no need to change it because that mental construct complete with all the limiting beliefs keeps you feeling safe, keeps you feeling secure. If you went from that mental construct straight to the mental construct that you have in the non-physical, you'd have to go through every single fear in an instant. That would be overwhelming. So what you're doing when you open up your mental construct, when you process your limiting beliefs, is you're moving through fear. Now, the fear is the illusion. So there is no real issue with moving through fear. It's just the unwanted sensation that you have when you go through fear. But that movement through fear is also exhilarating. But how do you know if you don't try? You don't have a way to know that. Well, you have roller coasters and you've been on a roller coaster and you're sitting in line and you might have a little bit of fear before the roller coaster starts or as it's going up that hill. But when you return to the end of the ride, you feel the sense of exhilaration and joy and fun because you've pushed past the fear. So those living in fear will want to maintain their mental construct and not challenge their limiting beliefs. And throughout the course of their life, those beliefs will get more entrenched and more solidified. Those of you who are seeking something else are able to open up that belief system. But that means that, that the way you thought reality worked will have to be left behind or reimagined. And in that, there's a lot of fear. You have somehow come through that or been able to process whatever that fear was. And so in many areas of your life, you're able to push past fear when you're inspired to do something because you can see the benefit of pushing past the fear. Other areas of life, you can't, and that's fine. But the more you can push past the fear, the more that, you're, that you'll have experiences that will expand that mental construct. If you had an experience right now where you had a crystal and you had some blemish and you rubbed the crystal on the blemish and the blemish went away, in that experience would change your belief. You would believe the crystal worked. 
If you had a friend who used crystals and got over some condition and she told you all about it, you would have more information, albeit secondhand, but it would change your mental construct. So you'd be open to this possibility, open to this possibility. Then maybe some, somehow you get a unwanted physical condition and a friend suggests a crystal. And now because your belief system's open enough, you go out, get the crystal and you play with the crystal and you feel some improvement. And you have that experience and now your mental construct is elevated even more. If your belief system was elevated high enough, you wouldn't need anything. You wouldn't need anything outside of you to heal you. You would just have a thought and you'd be healed. In fact, you wouldn't even recognize that you were anything other than perfect. You wouldn't even recognize that the ailment was an ailment or that there was anything needed changing at all. You'd be so clear and so neutral and so at ease and accepting of the life and all the conditions in your life that there's no manifestation events, there's no need to change anything, no need to control everything. You just have more and more and more experiences that do what? Elevate you even more. So it's a eternal process of opening up this belief system, pushing past fear, having these experiences that provide information that go back into those limiting beliefs, alchemize them into empowering beliefs, and then you confront the next fear that you have eternally from now on. That's it. But there is a little interesting shift that's happening here. Those of you who are listening to this information have been drawn here because you've had enough experiences in fear. You've had enough lifetimes of experiences in fear with, with rigid mental constructs, and you very much want to come to discover who you truly are. So you find this information, you play with these ideas, you practice them, you, you engage in others in conversation, and all for what? For becoming even more authentic. From disregarding every single thing you were taught about how to live in physical reality, because all those ways and means of being in physical were taught to you by people living in fear. Who's living outside of fear? Very few of you. Those of you on the call now are playing around with the, these ideas and popping your heads up above the fear to gain clarity. Some of you are living way, way higher, and some of you are on your way. And each step that you take is about becoming more and more authentic. Now, everyone in your reality is a reflection of how you see yourself. So if you're afraid of talking about what you're interested in, who you truly are, it's because you are in fear of being rejected for who you truly are. And that's fine. Good. Be in fear. Or push past that fear and be a little more revealing, a little more transparent, a little bit more authentic. And then don't worry what they say because they have a rigid mental construct and they are where they are and that's fine for them. You don't have to change them. You don't have to make them believe anything. You don't have to make them like you. You don't have to be anything other than who you are. But until you become who you are, they can't change the reflection. They can't be anything other than a perfect reflection to how you see yourself. Now, we're not saying switch on authenticity overnight. Take baby steps. Reveal a little bit here, a little bit here, and then don't care what the feedback is because the feedback is going to be based in your old perception of yourself until you've established a new perception of yourself, which may take a few days or a few weeks. But when you raise your vibration, when you see yourself as who you are and then live in the authenticity of that, in the truth of that, without needing them to be anything different than how they are or to see you or validate you or believe in you or anything. You just be who you truly are and you will see a shift. Maybe not in the same people. Maybe it's new people, but maybe it is the same people. Maybe they will shift as well. It doesn't matter because when you raise your vibration, see yourself from a higher perspective, choose a perception of reality that is true the universe creates a reflection that reflects that higher vibration. That higher vibration is more authentic. 
And so you'll have more authentic representations of how you perceive yourself from those in your life, whether the old people or even new people. That overall representation of a higher vibration is more acceptance, more connection, more joy, and more love. You are holding yourself down because you're fearing rejection from others, but the others cannot accept you for who you are because you're not being authentic. So it's, it's just a reflection of inauthenticity anyway. So you might as well be as authentic as possible and let the chips fall where they may, see how you feel about it, and then raise yourself up out of that fear. Okay, so then, so then say, for example, maybe I don't quite believe in the crystals, but I've loved them ever since I was a kid. Like, since a little girl, I gravitated to them. So then what I'm getting from you maybe is don't be so tied to whether or not they work or don't work, but just have fun with it. And having fun will be authentic. If you believe they work, it's not them working. It's the belief system that you have that's working. It's always the belief system, always the mental construct. It doesn't matter if it's a brain surgeon or a four leaf clover. It works exactly the same based on your set of beliefs. Let's say that you needed brain surgery. There was something going on in your head and you believed that the brain surgeon could fix it. So you go into the operation, they cut off the back of your head, of your skull, and the surgeon is doing something, whatever the surgeon does. The humans who are witnessing this think the surgeon is doing it. But the non-physical, if you could see it from that perspective, would see you guys and supporters and healers and everything flowing through the surgeon. All right, let's say you believed in a four-leaf clover. You go out, you find a four-leaf clover, and you stick to your head. The same healing energy is coming through there. You can't see it from the physical, but from the non-physical, it's exactly the same. The physical isn't healing the physical. The non-physical is always the energetic of the physical. You just can't see it. Does that make sense? We yeah, have time. We have time for one quick silly question. Who's got the silliest question in the history of the universe? I got a silly question. Rob. When we're um, done with our time here on planet Earth this time around, I was wondering if you have any recommendations for other planets where we might check out next time. The reason that you're here on planet Earth is because you are an intrepid explorer and there is no place you'd rather be. This is the most exciting spot in the universe. This is exactly where you want to be. This is where all of you want to be. There's no more of a challenge that you would ever want to embrace than this. You are perfectly suited for this environment. This is where you've been focused, where you are focused. There is no better place to be because there's no worse place to be. You're always at the perfect place. There's no place you'd ever rather than be at any point in your eternities of existence than where you are right now because now is all that's ever happening. And so you might imagine your next life and you might think, oh, coming back to earth again. Oh, where are we gonna be? It's boring. What am I gonna be like born in a small village somewhere in Mexico? Is what that gonna be like? And I'm gonna get the right education and I'm gonna have to do all this over again and I have to rediscover who I am again and again and again. You're here now. This is the only thing that's happening. There is no future, there is no past, there is no nothing other than right now. You've chose to be here now, you couldn't be anywhere else. You are a vibrational match to the exact point where you're standing and the time you're standing, asking the exact question that couldn't be more perfect. Everything in the now is perfection. And if you could hone it all in to the now moment, it will always be perfect. And you will never, ever, ever find yourself in anywhere better or worse than this moment. Because this is the perfect moment. And all that's ever happening is that you're existing in one perfect moment. And with that, we are complete. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, again. Thanks, everyone. Have a good weekend. Have a wonderful weekend. The key is that you cannot see how perfect your life is when you're living in duality and fear. 
when you can raise above that fear and you can start to see everything as perfect, then you'll start to realize that the life that you've created is working out for you just as you intended. When you get on the same page as that and get into alignment with that, then you'll start really acting on inspiration and moving yourself forward through inspiration to do things that you couldn't even imagine possible. And we're seeing that happen with so many people who are going through the Ascension experience in the boot camp. Um, one amazing new thing we're going to start is called the Business to Professional Mastermind Group. This is be a group of 20 to 25 people all over the world who are either owning their own business or have a professional career. And we're going to integrate Joshua teachings within those careers and see how that career can be shaped by these teachings to be so much more effective and powerful than you could ever believe. There's uh, a lot of really interesting stuff going on. I've been having great conversations with people uh, discussing whether that's right for them or not. And just in that conversation, I can look at their business and I can see exactly where they're headed in that business and how they can really operate in it and how they can really move it to the next level. So if you'd like to have a conversation with me and talk about the business and, and, uh, and professional mastermind course, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Also, check out the website for free meditations and for the books and the audio audiobook there. And of course, remember to like and subscribe and leave a review for this podcast. And leave a comment so we can see what you think. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time.